It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. Welcome to your Saturday dose of fun and excitement with everyone here that is part of the club. I am Josh. Uh, we have great friends all around this table, starting with Sabrina. Hello. We have Martin. I have committed the dishonor by talking during the intro. Well, I we- must commit. Oh! Bound to happen. All right, and good. We're down to three people now, uh, which fleshes us out to Eric. Hola. <laughs> now now part of our Latin language course. See. Si. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, let's see, how, let's see how long this lasts. Oh, my gringo no sabe como hablar español. Yeah, shut up. Oh, yo, por favor. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Oh, boy. Uh. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, and we're going to Mexico. By the time people hear this, we will be on our way to to Mexico. So you also said that wrong. Oh, oh God. yeah. Oh, I'm I'm trying to be awful. Actually, no. This one's coming out today. I actually have to release this later. Oh, okay. Next uh, week we'll be in Mexico. Okay. So, so yes, but hello, welcome to the club. We are here once more to talk about hilarious, fun things, TV shows, movies, all that greatness about you know stuff from our childhood. And you know, later we we just we just sit and watch stuff. That's our that's our basic. And then you listen to us like talk about it. Yeah, because this is this is what people are interested in nowadays. They enjoy Apparently. listening to people talk about things incessantly for hours. Blah 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 blah. I mean, it's like YouTube. You know, people will just watch. Like, hi, I went to the grocery store. I bought some grapes. I really, so I really like green grapes over red grapes because I just find the reds are just just just, just all right. And then I got some orange juice. Yeah, what's with kids these days? Because <laughs> that's real reality TV, unlike the reality TV you see on TV. I picked up some baguettes. Now they were they had a good deal for them today. I, I unbought okay, like okay. They're not grocery that halls. Bad. Can we, can they're we not like that grocery bad. halls are that bad. Can we do? There luck? are actual grocery halls. Yes. I've never seen a grocery haul. I, if you if I tell I've told you about this. Now you will watch like four hours of grocery hauls of no, just people taking home. No, because that's not interesting to it's me. It's not, but people watch them. Like, yeah, I, I want to live tweet my, wa- my baguette unboxing. I will be fair. I will watch a clothing haul or a beauty haul or a... That's it. Well, those are things that you look at. Yeah, well, those are... <laughs> Own that mm. microphone. Yeah, eat it. In your mouth. It's yeah. got to be in your face, man. Yeah, Eric had a little saggy microphone problem over there. <laughs> but, so, yeah, but Sabrina fixed that right up. <laughs> Way a saggy microphone for more than four hours. Please check with your doctor right away. Wait a second. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. I mean, the, the trick to make sure to make sure that you're actually talking into a microphone correctly is you got to pretend Stone. that it's a dick <laughs> and that you're getting ready to give it the best blowjob it's ever had in its wow. entire life. I'm so happy that I made sure to give this podcast the explicit rating it clearly needed. I could say more, but you know. <laughs> 
yeah, I, 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 nothing to contribute. See, I'm the only one with a condenser microphone, so mine just constantly sags. Mm, girl. But the rest of us have to make sure our microphones are perfectly erect, so we gotta make sure that yeah, it, gotta, it is yes. very much on point. Welcome, everybody, to the Saturday Friends Club, where we talk about, uh... Only, only, only the sexiest things on this podcast. You know, I mean, I just started going by Curious after I... Became a part of the Friends Club, you know. <laughs> After your burgeoning acting career. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the the topic for this week is going to be Ernest Rides Again. Yeah. One of the grand uh, collection of Ernest movies that came out during the er- the 80s and 90s. What I'd argue is the best one, but I think everyone, people who have seen these as a kid, I think everyone has their favorite. My favorite one is Ernest Scared Stupid. That one is, that one is fun, but like, man, that one scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Uh, this is the it first. was actually scary when I was a kid, but it's still my favorite. This is the first Ernest that I've seen, and I'm just like... <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my god, what was your childhood like? Better. Uh, better? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was StarCraft, there was Star Wars. I oh, also I had, had Star Wars. I had all those things. Like it, Ernest is not like mutually exclusive. <laughs> I, I just it just didn't fall within my interest area. I I remember like I watched this one in particular a whole bunch because the video store that was right down the street from us had this, and like once or one or two other mov- Ernest movies, and those were always either like rented out or gone. So I remember getting this a whole lot. So the uh, the 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 pre topic that we have, Ernest gets himself to many situations. <laughs> he suffers a lot of uh, like trauma. And injuries that would kill any mortal man, but as he is a cartoon character. So, I am curious for our panel, what injuries did you sustain in your childhood? I will start, I had a very serious kidney infection when I was small, but probably the most, like, physical one was breaking my left arm. I decided that, hey, I can I can slide down the slide, but how much cooler would it be to jump off the slide? Very cool. And then broke my arm. Uh, I, I did get stitches in the back of my head too because in the on the playground out I, I feel like i'm the only person that invented this game and there might be a good reason for that but i would you punch go to yourself the, in the head game no I, I, well why didn't I, it catch on well i i i had this game where you know kids would be in the swing set so what we would do is we would get at the at the side of the oh. swing set and run through it as kids were swinging. This is like so it's like the pendulum. Yeah, I was gonna say this is like some like <laughs> this is what you, this happens and then your parents are like watch you're like playing platforming games like this must have inspired this. Yeah, it, no it, more video games. But it was no. oddly not that that happened when I got my when I got my uh, scar on the back of my head. Because I guess we had been playing that, and somebody wanted the swing, and there was an argument, and something, and this kid just flung the swing at me, and I dodged, but you know I felt it hit the back of my head. Was it one of those uh, metal ones? Yeah, I mean uh... this is this is like this is ni- this is the nineteen eighties like metal school yard, yes. <laughs> no plastic, like, and it just nicked me, and I'm just like, eh, whatever, and then I just take my hand, and it's just covered in blood. It's because head wounds always bleed a lot. It doesn't mean it's super serious. Yeah, yeah. It's just they even if you had a little nick, it would have bled a yeah, lot. Yeah, and so immediately and you, as I'm, a kid, I'm just like, I'm dying, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure dying. You, you did the earnest, just like. <laughs> so yeah, that that was probably the the worst that I had it uh, in growing up accidents. Uh, Sabrina, what do you have anything? Um, God, I used to hurt myself all the time because mm-hmm. I would do so much stupid shit. But I guess the worst 
was when I decided I was going to jump from the curb to the road. And instead of actually jumping, I sort of made the jump but didn't commit. So I tripped on the curb and I broke my right arm. And then after I got the cast off, like a week, I'm not kidding, a week later, I decided I was going to throw my clothes down the stairs. And then when I went to reach down the stairs to grab it from a top stair, I fell down the stairs and I broke it again in a different spot. Even so, higher up. Sabrina's so I, I not been had... one for balance. <laughs> I've never been. I'm sure your so parents were thrilled. I, oh my god, my dad was so mad. Like he didn't even want to take me to the hospital right away because he's like, I can't believe this kid. But it was funny. Sit on it for a few days. Yeah, because, sit it yourself. Because the the break was higher up than the previous one, I actually got an even bigger cast. So I was like, it was all the way up half the halfway up my uh, bicep. So it was even worse than the first one. He was half expecting um, you're going to get a full body cast. <laughs> The next come, week. Come back with like a metal claw for an arm. <laughs> yeah, but I think um and then I have like a I have God, I hurt myself so much, but most of the scars are gone. The only one I still have a scar from, and most people never notice it because it's literally right under my lip, is when I was four there was a playground on top of the parking garage and so the sand would sometimes move around and I decided I was going to go head first down the the slide but instead of catching myself I went face first into the cement because this like I said it's on top of a parking garage so the sand moves around a lot so head first and I just I like and I was four or five years old and I still have the scar from that right under my lip oh yeah wow but yeah. Back when playgrounds could kill kids. Those, <laughs> yeah. those were the days. We had some dangerous things to play on back then. It was like crazy. Back in the day when pedophiles didn't exist and you could have hazardous playgrounds. <laughs> well, people always say, it's like, oh, when we were a kid, we never, like, no one ever died from this. And it's like, yeah, because the people who died, you don't see them again. You don't think about it. <laughs> uh, Martin, what about you? Any injuries? Uh, you know, I was actually pretty safe as a kid. I didn't get Boo! <laughs> No way! A fucking safe kid, get out! <laughs> Okay. Fucking go, fucking going to school in an inner tube. What the hell? Yeah, um, I guess the worst thing that happened to me was actually done by a cat. Um, a cat that kind of suspiciously looks like red. Well, we oh, keep him here to keep no, you in check. No. Are, you, are you saying red is immortal? Maybe is he like a Highlander? He's like a doctor. <laughs> He's an interloper. Oh my god, the um, Highlander! But yeah. So what happened was is that um, a uh, orange tabby that my parents had for a little while. Um, I was very enthused about the cat and i bugged the cat you're like you're a kitty endlessly i was like yay i'm seven and i love cats and then um i <laughs> tried to pick up the cat and then the cat took out its arm and out came the nails and then the nails crashed across my face and Oof. through my eye Ooh. Ooh. okay that one is pretty yeah. pretty fun <laughs> you, you nearly had like a cool 80 scar yeah i would have had a cool 80 scar um, you could be like snake Plissken. fortunately it missed uh the, the 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 most sensible part of the eye so uh it was all surface damage but... yeah and, and none of that shows up still on your pretty pretty face oh no my my beautiful face remains unscathed i had though i had i certainly had like cats growing up and there were there were definitely ones where it was just like you knew that you got like 20 pets in and then you had to step back <laughs> it's yeah. like huh, huh huh all right anymore and this thing's primed to go well of course they're still like why'd you start petting me <laughs> it's like, well yeah you're it, trying to murder me it was the best example of just like pet 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 now leave them wanting like if you keep, if you keep going, they're just gonna get used to it and get upset if These you step away. Are such yeah, just make them chase for you. <laughs> such 
Uh, Eric? Uh, I similarly also, I did not have any major injuries as a kid. But the only one the only one was in a similar correlate to you. I had our, our dog bit me in the face. I totally had it coming. Ooh. But, uh, but no, it was fine. It was just like, I, I, I kept annoying him. My parents were like, you should stop annoying him. And I kept, and he went like, Row. And so I have like, I have like a dimple on one side of my cheek. Where if I like scrunch up my face, you can kind of see it. Oh, I do. I, so. I, I kind of like to imagine the darkest. You go like, <laughs> <laughs> he basically did, and like they had to like with all this stuff, we had like mandatory like quarantine in case you had rabies. Like and my parents was like, no, he really my our our son really just annoyed the dog, and he got annoyed back, and otherwise he was a great dog. Yeah, I, I had kind of similar with a neighborhood dog that just kind of do- like dopey wandered over, did like a soft nip to my hip, and I was just like Aah! Oh my god, you didn't even bleed. I didn't. I just bruised, but here I am. I'm just I was the world's softest, most fragile child. <laughs> I also sc- the worst pain in the world though, stubbing your toe. Like, oh, if you walked god. barefoot on the, on the concrete, and just like oh oh my god yeah. like that just that's skin crawling right now yeah no stubbing is not a pleasant like you would you would think you would learn like shoes shoes are smart shoes while on concrete a plus i yeah. learned how to walk on gravel in my bare feet anytime oh, yeah. i live with my grandparents oh yeah that's I, I i i do that as well i got really good at it but if i did it now it probably would hurt like fuck. Mm. what are you guys hippies <laughs> no <laughs> mr don't leave the city <laughs> all right so now now that there are certainly people out there that are just like pain averse and just going like sub toast goddamn uh let's see uh eric you are you are our patron for this week i didn't give you any money <laughs> well no but you you are the one that suggested this uh this current uh, yes. episode lead host lead host lead host lead host lead host lead host let her hose in what torah torah okay um yeah so i decided to pick this one this is a childhood favorite um ernest i think is an institution for kids who grew up in the late 80s early 90s um yeah it's it was great and like like i said i only saw this movie a whole bunch because it was always at the video store to the point where I think my my parents made a copy of it for me because we had like a recorder or VCR. And uh, yeah, so I like this one the best and I haven't gone back and watched other Ernest movies lately. And I remember the, liking those, but I remember this one always being my favorite. And I, 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 yeah. So this is a weird, like, I really like this movie probably more than I should. All right. So we're going to get into it. We're going to delve deep into Ernest Rides should, again. should we should we hold on? Should we set up this uh, what we're about to play? Sure, go ahead. Uh, the movie, like, I I think every Ernest movie kind of has a gimmick to it. Oh, and that's actually one thing I completely forgot to link everyone. Uh, the VHS version of this movie came with a Mister Bill short at the beginning. It did, oh. yeah. Which also which is, it's the one where he becomes the president. Oh no, not the president! Which is also that's a hilarious one because it's got a lot of like Clinton era jokes in it, like Sluggo Hussein. And uh, yeah, so there's there's a lot of good stuff. For so I missed linking that, but there was a Mr. Bill short. But uh, every Ernest movie has a gimmick, I think. And this one begins with a ballad over some very funny like opening credits. And uh, and yeah, it's, it's you, you can look up on YouTube, search for like Ernest rides again. Well, we're gonna play credits. a little bit of it. But the, the visuals, I think. Oh but, yeah, but yes. Yeah. Anyway, so and this is probably the longest intro of one of these <laughs> I've done, just because it's so like. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like they went for it. So let's go ahead and start this up. Oh, that's not the button. 
That's that's the wrong button at all. Oh, you know what? I got to still be on this when I hit it. Let's try that again. Does that feel good, Eric? Oh, I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, actually looking at Eric because uh, I sit next to him. We, we were all like, kind of like doing the... Oh, there was a head bobs all over the room. <laughs> we, were, we were doing like the Mystery Science Theater or whatever. There's music on the screen. Oh, the robots yeah. kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> they just walk back and forth. <laughs> we were all doing that. Like, oh yeah, no, this is this is great. I love the intro. Um, the first... The, the opening scene of this movie... Uh, is my favorite part of it, like the the constructions. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> I like this one. This movie, this movie is very stupid, but like I earnestly done, earnestly done. It's um, very earnest. It's very earnest, but just very like, very like no, like no extra, no extra frills, like physical comedy like this, which is just like a bunch of nonsense. Like I think I have a weakness for this because it's so. You don't stupid. say. It's so stupid, but I like it. Uh, it is. It is a. It, it's an earnest movie. It like, is. And like, yeah. and it's, this. This is a weird thing. Like, uh, it, here, since you since you are leading this, explain an earnest movie to people that um, would not know what an earnest yeah, movie. It, for is. those of you who don't know what this is, uh, Ernest is a character, and like you can look this up. And the history is kind of interesting. But he was a character for uh, commercial. Like he was a commercial character, and he's this like kind of ridiculous character, and he gets in all sorts of zany antics, and he's like a. Uh, He's like someone. Someone described it as like he's like a redneck Pee Wee Herman, like oh, like a like a way a stupider version of like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, it's I that, can see that. He's like a, a, a singular character who's like a weird looking guy who does silly things and things crazy, like cartoonish things happen to him. And he started off as like a, he was a character in commercials, and then eventually there was a show, uh, or there was a there was like a he did commercials in character. It was like Hey Vern, it's Ernest. Mm-hmm. And so, he, like, the cameraman was his friend Vern, and so he'd be like, "Hey, Vern, what's going on?" And like, he'd like pull the camera into him and do this kind of stuff. And so there was a show, and then eventually he got a bunch. He, they made it movies, and so he's yeah, it's like Pee Wee Herman. He's this. He always plays this like this you know weird individual. In the other movies, like they make a big deal of him having his like house is full of Rube Goldberg devices, and he's got like a little dog, like kind of a wishbone kind of thing. And there's there's usually like. There's other characters in the movie that are kind of like the the secondary characters, and it's a lot of the same actors you'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and he occasionally has like in Ernest goes to jail, he has kind of like a pseudo love interest, and it's and like Ernest scared stupid. There's like the kids, like oh the, yeah, there's yeah. like neighborhood kids mm-hmm. that he's friends with, and this one his like it's almost like a buddy cop kind of movie. He's befriends this kind of like Tweety uh, New England professor. And I actually like their interplay. I think it's funny. Yeah, it was cute. And uh, the two salesmen. Yeah, they're they're in a few of yeah, his yeah, movies yeah, too. I was like, I was like, I recognize those. Yeah, two. they're in everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the setup to it. Is like he'll go on some sort of adventure. It's totally like ridiculous, and he's like just a couple animation cells short of being an actual cartoon. As he, he says in this movie, like 
he has a part of a house fall on him and he gets up and they're Ernest, are you dead? Well, I would be if I wasn't just that close to being an actual cartoon, <laughs> which is like, Oh, this movie is like, Oh, I see what you did there movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it, there's usually some ridiculous plot. Like they're all actually like, it's it, a couple of the movies are like Ernest goes to jail or Ernest goes to camp and there's Ernest scared stupid where he has to like fight an evil troll. Oh, my favorite. And, and this one is like, takes a, a sharp left out of, out, away from these um yeah do you want me to like summarize well i mean like so let, let's just, yeah let's just do this uh so ernest rides again is a mm-hmm. 1993 comedy film written and directed by john r cherry the third and starring <laughs> will varney aka ernest for all extensive purposes and slinky dog yes uh, actually i will say that uh, for those of you the first toy story slinky dog is jim varney slash ernest uh, he died from lung cancer shortly afterwards so they had obviously had to replace him, but I I always remember that like when I first saw Toy Story, it's like, hey, it's Ernest, he's Slinky Dog, he's got a he's got a very distinct voice. So. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting that uh, that this one was chose uh, chosen considering it's actually the last yes. Ernest movie to be shown theatrically, as every other one afterwards was straight to video. I think yes, this this is true. Like I think Ernest Goes to Camp was the first one, and that one was like a surprising success, and so they just kept making these because of course they cost like nothing to make. And I think everyone after that was less and less successful, and this one was like a total flop. Yes, uh, this one had a budget of seven million dollars, and it made like one. That's like that's nothing like seven million, even in the early nineties. Like, a like, lot. We, yeah. well, yeah, and, and that's where, the thing. Where like, did we it talked go? about idiocracy. Like, <laughs> of course, that's in the future. But uh, you know, that one was like two to four, yeah. and the, and that had like tons of stuff. And this is just like, hi, I'm going to ride around on a cannon. For yeah, half I'm pretty a movie. sure. Like, was like six million of that for like a fiberglass cannon construction. It's like, how much blow were you guys using? I, Holy I crap. Wonder if, I wonder if Jim Varney had, like, a huge, like, he got a bunch of money for doing this. Because it was, like, another Ernest movie? I, I don't know. Be- I can't imagine where $7 million went in this movie. <laughs> Just yeah. You find out he has, like, I had a $2 million budget. <laughs> That's well, like, how much okay. it costs for me. The only objects in this movie are, like, maybe the intro? There was a car. There's a that car. gets destroyed. They, okay, they destroy two cars. They destroy yes. a car and a limo. They have a giant fiberglass cannon. And they had all those like artifacts they had to remake for that one guy's those office. Those are all just yes. like those are props. Yeah. Those are all props. Like there's the no cannon's a prop too, but it costs money to make. Oh, I know. We're, we're just saying like the cost of all of the props and stuff in this movie like could not possibly equal even close to the budget. Right, well, but no, you also but the, but the labor costs would have definitely begun. To yeah, there's and, no way and, that this lines up. And you have to understand when people make props for movies, they don't just make one; they make several copies. They're so great. there's That's probably true. more than one. Well, there might not be more than one cannon. But the especially scenes where you see stuff breaking, if in case they have to do it over again, yeah. they have to have copies in case they have to do it over but again. Ever, like the only person of any note in this movie is Jim Varney, and even at that is being generous, even at this time. Yeah. So like, I I think like just budget was inflated for this. So. Yeah. The, is this also the first Ernest movie to be filmed in Vancouver? So maybe that's something to do with it. Which hmm. is well, it's that that's strange because they went to great lengths to make sure it's in the south. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh yes, it is bizarre. <laughs> it is a bizarre movie. You are correct. Yeah, this actually is like if if you've watched previous Ernest movies, you're like, wait, whoa, this goes in a weird direction. <laughs> it go, but then the other ones are fighting goblins and he's escaping jail, and this is him riding a cannon. Yes, the the rides again, we should say, is like he's ostensibly like stuck on top of this like 
a cannon, like a four-wheeled like carriage, and it's just rolling nonstop around town. And it's like making turn. There's even a scene where they show it. Like he goes, yeah, and he like he like whips it with a branch, and it like makes a and, nice yeah. like a nice like 45 degree turn. Like wait, wait, hold on. So they, but, they probably had to have rigged some kind of remote control system there, or there was just a car. Like just, there was another car. Yeah, under it's, it. it's an earnest movie. It doesn't. It, it's a it's a cartoon. It doesn't need to make any sense. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess what we could say. I mean, we could start with that intro song. Is great. It's probably my best part of the movie. It's it's that's funny. Like there's a little slideshow. It's a little long, but it's good. It, it, I mean, it's the intro credits. Yeah. So it's something to fill it. But like the people who are just listening, there's like a slideshow that goes with it, and it's like engravings from history, and they've like photoshopped Ernest's face into it. So yeah, but I ones. think they photoshopped him onto like people that he's actually pretended to be. He like, doesn't. He, he, maybe not all of them, but like there was one where they put him on a Roman soldier, and he definitely has a Roman soldier character that he's pulled out in other movies. Yeah, that's true. In this, I I, I like his like fake Indiana Jones Yo. in this movie. Like his whole his like monologue at the beginning is fantastic, and I like giggle hysterically every time I watch that. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know. For me, it's like Ernest. That's why like. I when it's it was weird that there were no kids in this movie. I found because the reason like they always show him with kids is because that's what Ernest is. He's just a big kid. Yeah, he's like a child in a like very dumb man's body. Yeah, um, but it's adorable because like he like pretends that he's doing stuff separate from what he's actually doing. Like he thinks he's on some grand adventure, but all yeah. he's doing is using like a little metal detector, and it's just so a whole like, bunch of bullshit attached to I, it. Like, yeah. I, I, he does that in a bunch of movies. Like in the in goes to jail, he has a floor buffer and it was like it, he, when he pans over to it there's like a there's like a giant sign that says, absolutely do not like like flick this switch and he goes like, <laughs> like flicking the switch and the same one in this one he like turns the power up on his metal detector and it like the gauge has a red zone that says do not go past this and it goes it like goes past it, yeah <laughs> so yeah the intro is like him like fucking around with his metal detector and pretending to be indiana jones on some sort of like african safari adventure and like He's monologuing and he's pretending to be these characters and like he turns the power way up on his metal detector and it causes all of the like all of the tools at the construction to come alive and try to kill him. Uh specifically the saw. Well and the nail gun. Oh and, yeah. And and everything comes gun. even the bucket comes to life and attempts to kill him. But the saw was the one that just was trying to follow him everywhere. <laughs> just... Well it's, and, and it's nothing... so fake looking, I love it. Nothing nothing like them also using Chekhov's gun slash Ernest's hard head to yes. allude later into the movie. Yes, they 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 set up the nail gun to establish that he has the yeah you know, good thing he hit the hard end. <laughs> um, so he's got like an indestructible portion of his skull. This is the part where he he's escaping escaping from the power saw, and then like the nail gun comes to life and he's like ah and like it starts shooting him in the head. He like ducks away and he's got like nails sticking to his hat and he just pulls it off and they're all like bent perfectly. And he's like, nah, good thing it hit the hard end and yeah. They, 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 like, this movie is subtle, guys. Come on. <laughs> yes, it's subtle. I, I just I, my favorite line in that whole sequence is he gets he finally like he's running around this construction site and the saw is like chasing him, and he gets like the saw to like cut off a piece of wood and it like falls and traps the saw, and he goes like with stealth and agility, Indiana War evades the serpent of endless teeth, <laughs> which is like a great <laughs> a great little line. Yeah. And then the, and then all the the house continuously falling throughout the yes. the movie. His little, <laughs> yeah. 
I I also like this. I, I like the scene where they're in the lab. That's all my. That's my other favorite. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, yes. Let, let, let's uh, let me uh, list out some of the information here. Oh, yeah. uh, the the byline for this movie to explain it, as we've kind of been hinting at. Uh, wow, this one is is summed up in a simple sentence. <laughs> what, what what else is there to say? Buffoonish Ernest and his dim-witted pal Abner unearth a huge cannon reputed to contain the crown jewels of England. Yeah, that's basically it. It has a perfect 5-0 out of 10 rating on on IMDb. And Rotten Tomatoes gives it, I believe, a 14. <laughs> yeah. So there, this so, movie is... Martin, do you have some sort of inclinations on you being a little bit more less into this movie? He was too good. He's it too good for Ernest. Not... Closer to the mic, darling. Oh, yeah, All right, you can pull it down. I, I'm trying to eat it properly. Yeah. Yes, I already taught you the proper way. You must uh, in yeah. your face. Yeah, in there my face, go. aligned with the mouth. He, he's actually assumed a fetal position right now. It's, I have. The movie is not that bad. Come on. I mean, it's just uh, it's no we battlefield were... Earth. Come on. Okay, it's no battlefield Earth, but it's just not my cup of tea. No, it's 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 a very dumb kids movie, and I chose it because I have significant nostalgic attachments to it. And he has yeah. forced it upon us as he has other movies. But uh, I also cool have, as ice. Yeah, yeah. I also have nostalgic attachments to Ernest, though. So I still thought it was hilarious. It's just it's like it's, it, it's stupid. It is yeah, fun. it's dumb, it, but it's funny dumb. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't I wouldn't say like I recommend everyone see this movie. It's yeah, just I, like if you like Ernest and you, this is the weird one you haven't seen, like yeah, sure. It's just for for me, who having not been an Ernest fan and just seeing the, first of all this ridiculous premise and then you know <laughs> this the stupid really bad effects with this, like the song is just like I don't know it's just I, I think it goes I down had a hard time just like enjoying the movie and living loose it's like I feel like I'd, I'd have to be high <laughs> oh <laughs> no like, nowadays that probably could help yeah <laughs> it just might this no this this movie does I think definitely drag in the second half um, but. It is also a movie. I think if you could find scenes from it on YouTube and just watch those, like that would be like the uh, certain sequences you could just watch. Yeah. Th so yeah. I think just interest wise, it goes Eric, Sabrina, me because it's just like, well, I never really watched or cared yeah, about yeah. Ernest at all. But it's just like, hey, look, it's some stupid redneck going around. Wee hoo. Yeah. This is your life story. Isn't yeah. It? This yeah. is this is this is my entire early life upbringing. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just another reminder. I, I, I look at myself from. and I go like, this could have been. I can be this. I have, my genetic code says I could be this. <laughs> I have family, They're, extended family. They, well, they, they do that in they do that in Ernest Scared Stupid. They, like the witch tells him like you are the great redneck hope, and he does like this like this nice like heroic pose. But yeah, and then obviously Martin being the one just kind of like hey, Martin, if this what is a the, movie. If this is the worst movie you're supposed to do in this podcast, this you'll will, be lucky. This will not. It's be not the, the worst, worst movie. movie. It's just like. Uh, I feel like I could be using my time better. I could be I could be working on data visualization or someone. Well, up. yeah. Well, you signed How up to do this fancy. podcast, motherfucker. So, <laughs> <laughs> damn it! Not everything's going to be happiness and roses, especially if uh, if you know Eric decides to choose the movie. I <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just waiting for idiocracy. That's all. Yes. That's all. Oh, that's all. oh boy, just two weeks from now. Oh, I know. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like we haven't already recorded that. Oh, <laughs> wake up, sheep. <laughs> boy. Um. All right. Well, let's go through. Let's hit up the uh, the bullet points on the plot. Uh. Let's see. You got Ernest P. Worrell working as a janitor, local local college. He's meets, like he's like usually a janitor, I think. Yeah, meets history professor Doctor Abner Mellon. Oh. 
God. Played by Ron James. <laughs> God, boy, it's it's okay. It's going to be all right. This episode will... I, I'm sorry this is bringing you flashbacks. How is this mo- like more objectionable than the next mo- the next thing we're going to do? To say that they're equally terrible might be a bit cruel. Yeah, I was going to say, like... <laughs> Like okay, you guys, you guys talk about how like oh man, Eric's just gonna bring these like bring the pain train on the podcast, and like we just like I had to sit through I had to sit through twice as many episodes of this yeah, well, next show. That was, well, that was that's your, your mistake. Fault. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I, it is. We'll get to it. I gave you a link and everything. Like I pointed it out to you. Well, sir. I saw that link after I had torrented it. I'm like, oh, well, I just torrented it. I might as well just like watch it and then. Oh boy. Well, we'll get to it because yeah, yeah, I, I have yeah. a lot to say about that. That will be Biker Mice from Mars next episode. Uh, all right. After discovering an antique metal plate near a construction site, Ernest shows it to Dr. Mellon, who believes it came from a giant revolutionary war cannon called the Goliath, named after the legendary biblical giant. Uh, Dr. Mellon had previously been ridiculed by his peers for theorizing that the real crown jewels of England were stolen during the Revolutionary War and were actually hidden inside the long-lost cannon. The question of how the hell they were stolen and why they're in a cannon are never breached. This is the logical inconsistency that you're worried about? (laughs) Yeah. And I want to talk about the historical particulars of how the crown jewels ended up in this cannon in this earnest movie. (laughs) I am concerned with the fact that it takes place during the Revolutionary War. This, it's, this, this movie in which a cannon drives for 25 <laughs> minutes does not seem possible. How could this be? I do not think that any of the yeah. historical research that was involved in this film yeah. went through peer review. I would not stash a mummy upright like that. That seems irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> but would you store... Damn it! I had summarized going with this, and I totally oh, lost it. Moving I on. gotta make sure to leave that pregnant pause in. Let's Mo- see, moving, thirty-five minutes in. Mo- moving on. Dot org. <laughs> uh, let's see. They began the search for the artifact near the construction site, and eventually located inside of an abandoned mine. Unfortunately, they are ambushed by historical antiquity collector and Doctor Mellon's colleague, Doctor Glenn Cliff. Played by you, Tom you've, Butler. You've seen his actor. Who plays a bad guy in almost every single movie he's in. He was in. A, he was on a, um, a Sliders. He was a good guy in that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Moving on. Dot org. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Dot com. Dot org. Uh, Things become more complicated for them when the British authorities hear about the incident and send a team of secret agents after them to retrieve the jewels. Dr. Mellon's wife, Nan, Linda Cash, who is like a super 90s. It's painfully 90s. On the other hand, is only after him and Ernest for the jewels. While everyone is hot on their trail, Ernest develops a deep friendship with Dr. Mellon. After crashing the cannon through a forest, Ernest locates the jewels, not in the barrel, legend describes, but in the gunpowder kegs. After pulling crown on his head, he finds himself unable to get it off. Dr. Clancliffe shows up, abducts him, takes him to Clint to attempt to take it off, <laughs> kill him, comes up with Nan, convinces her to help save Ernest. While the cl- God, what? This movie goes on too long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. But, I'm like yeah. looking at this going like, and then this, and the, get the crown off. They it's find the crown jewels, the, the bad guys want it, but... They Ernest manages to bamboozle them. The British authorities show up and they're like, "Well, you are the king now." And then, and Doctor Mellon knocks off his head, and everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
yeah, like reading like the much like the second half of the movie, the second half of the synopsis goes on way too long trying yeah, to make yeah. it sound like it actually matters. Well, I'm I'm not going to defend this movie's like editing and production. Uh, let's see things that we things of note for this particular movie. Uh, as said, it was relatively a box office bomb, uh, considering that it uh, debuted on November twelfth, nineteen ninety three. Made one point four million, uh, even though it took seven million to make. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the last of the Ernest films released theatrically. Uh, let's see what else I can have here. Uh, Filling time, filling time. Uh, originally titled Ernest Goes Kaboom. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's nothing else good. I, I can pull up a bunch of reviews from oh. people on the internet. That no, say, let's just, no, just, just, just skip that. Yeah, just skip let's it. keep going. Of all the things that happened to Ernest in the movie, he does not get blown up. So that would be a especially ironic title. Yeah. Ah, uh, if only. <laughs> Jeez. Whew. I, yeah. This 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 movie is ridiculous and yeah if you're not like already kind of down with the idea of Ernest I yeah it's I I can't say much for it yeah I think Ernest any Ernest movie you probably have to have already grown up watching him to be like oh yeah I gotta watch this if you have no experience with Ernest and you go and watch this then yeah you probably aren't gonna like it unless unless you're a big fan I say of like. The Three Stooges or Pee Wee Herman or people like that, then you're Kinda, probably not gonna like this movie. It's like a way less witty and dry Mr. Bean. I guess Mr. Bean doesn't really like it blown up too much. I mean, Mr. Bean, I think, is even worse than Ernest at times, but. Yeah. So, the, the, yeah, the, there's not a lot going here if you're not already an Ernest fan, but I think it's appropriate for this podcast because this is very, like, early 90s yeah this is the kids thing yeah 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 like i remember seeing Ernest when i grew up and being like oh that looks like something tailored towards me but not really <laughs> considering that all my friends were just like nascar woo like oh, all of your friends were Ernest. <laughs> they're making a left turn hey, they're making another left turn what the fuck are they gonna do next Aww. oh my god it's another left turn and meanwhile we have now f- officially angered our nascar <laughs> audience the hey, one guy hey like, wait hey. a second I was on board for this podcast, and then they made fun of NASCAR. Well, hey, come everyone... on. Even Formula One is more interesting than NASCAR. Every once in a while, they make pit stops. Remember that. It's very important how fast they fuel and change the tires on them cars. That pit crew is very essential to turn, the team. Turn left, Dale. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, I, I think like the, the movie exists. Is, it, there's a couple of good like set pieces and scenes in this. I like the the scene where they they yeah, they find the metal plate with the numbers on it, and like Doctor Mellon is trying is like talking about his theories, and he's like cleaning it off, and Ernest is like trying to assemble a sandwich, but they have all the sandwich materials and like the stuff for cleaning metal all mixed up. So like and he he's like looking over interestedly, and so he's got like a sandwich, and he puts steel wool on it. And he bites into it, and he's like, oh, who makes this bread anyway, Goodyear? <laughs> and then he drinks, like, he takes a glass and drinks a glass of sulfuric acid, and yeah, it's funny. Yeah, his iconic laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was surprised they didn't have a part where he really goes, ew, at least not for very long. I love it when he goes, he goes, he goes, ew. <laughs> they did do- he does when he punches into the mummy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but just it was short. It was really short, so you didn't get the full. You did get a full grandma. Oh, he does. Yes, care. he did. I, I like her grandma. speech. It's yeah. great. Hey, you remind me of my son, Imi. I used I did teach him manners. He's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> also, I do like her. Just like, oh, what's that? A forty-four? And he like, oh, he looks. <laughs> he just punches him in the face. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. Aunt- I'm surprised that was his only full like character change. All I, those other ones were just like monologues I, <laughs> to himself. Yeah, I'm so used to him having more, like multiple going on at the same time. And this one, he just has the one big one with the grandma with full costume changes. Yeah, with the full yeah. costume. Yeah. And then the you kind of see the other characters, but he's just talking to himself, so it's still earnest, and you just and he's just doing a voice basically. Yeah. Mm. When he does the costume changes, though, it's friggin' hilarious. Well, in this movie, they actually gave a justification because he, like, kind of runs through a bunch of, like, laundry yeah. lines. Yeah, that's true. And it just appears. But he appears as this character in every movie. He has a big, long speech, and Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> yeah, so so this one is the uh, the Ernest Rides Again. So how how would this... Let, let me just read off some of the other Ernest movies. Yes. Uh, because <laughs> oh, they're, they're all very interesting in their in their name let's see Ernest goes to school oh, oh right yeah yeah we, we already talked about scared stupid I liked Ernest goes to I, I I haven't seen that one in a long time I do remember the scene where he's trying to fix the like leaky faucet mm-hmm. and eventually is like has to fight like a giant jet of water that was funny right uh, this one uh, I don't know how well it would play and it's obviously one of the later ones uh, Ernest goes to Africa oh yeah I remember watch. I remember watching that. I remember almost nothing from that. Uh, I've been told it's not as racist as it, you might think it is, considering he's wearing a African mask on his face. Uh, yeah, that. Um... And he's just, hey, like, ooh, boy. I remember. I, I remember the the one gag from that that I remember is him like he's trying to tur- he he gets like two giant diamonds and he's trying he doesn't know what they are but he's t- making them into a yo yo. And so, like, these, like, overdone scenes where he's, like, constructing something, and this one where he's, like, sawing, and he's, like, ah, and he saws, and he brings up his finger, and he's, like, it looks like his finger's short, and he's, like, ah, and then he realizes, like, oh, wait, no, and he just extends his <laughs> finger, and it's fine. And, like, that's, like, the only thing I remember from that movie. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Ernest in the Army. Uh, that one, I, I might have seen it. I remember nothing. All right. How about Slam Dunk Ernest That's featuring one, Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? One of the best I've, Al-Jabbars. I've never me. seen that one. Um, I, rem- I, only, I think I remember that one vaguely. Yeah, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is some sort of like angel or something. And he shows up and gives Ernest like a pair of shoes that make, Magic him, sneakers, yeah. give him, really, make him really good at basketball. Um, I think you're thinking about another movie. Because hmm? there's one where there's a kid, he gets magic sneakers, and all of a sudden he can jump really high. Well, I think it was a Disney movie. It was the 90s. Everybody was playing basketball. It was Ernest yes. was playing basketball, kids, Bug Bunny, like everybody was playing basketball. Oh, are, are, you, are we setting up? Are we going to do uh, uh, Kazam later on this podcast? <laughs> oh my god, yes, please. Oh, no. oh, we have no. to do Kazam. Oh. All right, let's see. Moving on, Ernest goes to jail. Uh, Ernest goes to camp. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. I've seen yep, that yep. one. Uh, let's see. Ernest saves Christmas. I don't remember yeah, I'm that one. I'm pretty sure I've seen that one, yeah. Uh, and that's the last one that I see here. He was uh, he was uh, yeah. Ned Clampett on uh, Beverly Hillbillies. He was in a Billy Bob Thornton movie. Let's see. He, he did like a couple things, but I think he kind of got typecast. Yeah, and, and mm. then obviously he died 
in the like mid 2000s from lung cancer as we mentioned because he was a habitual smoker yeah yep Yep. And his voice, yeah, as if his voice did not key that yeah. off. Yeah, that, that's a voice I cannot imitate just because it, it just, it's, it's, it's like as, as if I hear him, I can smell just the layers of cigarette smoke <laughs> on him. But yeah. I will, I will say this much as this is a, a well-known thing is Jim, Jim Varney is like, was a really cool guy and uh, was famous for visiting like sick kids in hospitals who loved Ernest. So he was like, he was, I think, pretty well known as this really cool guy. So yeah, it's sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Any? I guess we could just do overall. Uh, uh, we kind of did overall feelings. It's <laughs> yeah. fine if you want to go back and go like. I mean, Eric states that of probably. I, I think I enjoy Scare Stupid just because it, it's it's Halloween and it's thematic, so you can kind of oh, go yeah, with yeah. it. Scare Stupid is is fun. Um, yeah. I have not seen that in a very long time, but I've seen like clips of it recently. So like, oh, that's right. This is what that movie's about. Yeah, and, and it's it's holiday, so even if you're just like. I don't know if I want to watch an Ernest movie. It's like, well, it's a Halloween movie. Yeah, it's this like, is oh, a okay. good Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, I, I rides again also just like, there's like a couple lines in that I still really like. The like, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but my, the best line in this is, um, someone says preconceived notion. And he's like, I had a preconceived notion once, but it turned out to be something I already thought of. I'm like, okay, that's good. And it's, it's jokes that would completely like slam into yeah. like a kid like what? No. I had a I had a fine device once. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. I wasn't. I was. I was a regular once. He's talking about the Green Mountain regulars. <laughs> so on. stuff like that, and then yeah, there's I the whole I like the scene where he's like fucking around with the guy's mummy in his office. Oh yeah, yeah that was good. It's and like, he tried to fix it, and they just made it worse. Breaks the mummy. <laughs> Any any other last last thoughts on Ernest? <laughs> it's funny, Martin. How how many more <laughs> of these Ernest movies you got in you? We, we I think we have the holiday. We're, we're one. doing them all. We can do Christmas. I mean, if we're gonna do more Ernest movies, I'm going to insist that um, I uh, have something to be able to get me through the movies. <laughs> that can be arranged. We're in California. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like Ernest Rides Again just kind of got strung along for a really long period of time. Yeah. Some of the other ones aren't as slow like that. I feel like the older ones maybe might be better for you, but I don't know. If, it, if it you're not into feels... that kind of it's humor, like, I, it won't. I never grew up with Ernest. That right. Whole, that, that whole kind of genre was not really something that appealed to me in the first place. So it's just kind of like a slog. Just kidding. Yeah, I, I really again the second half is like the other ones are paced and cut differently. And and you know uh, also Martin is you know he grew up you know his childhood was watching Michael Moore and you know just sitting there just <laughs> oh I woke up every Saturday and watched Bowling for Columbine so <laughs> I, wow I, I, I was no, no my childhood was every day after I got home from school at around five and band practice of course um, I uh, what did you play what did you play tenor sax oh what sexiest of sexes. Uh, what's, uh, I only have one read. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're like man. one. You're only like slightly above like a brass. If you if you need, can I get you to play Careless Whisper for me? Uh, if I had a tenor sax, oh, could, all right. You could have become. Ke- do you do you think you could even play it now? Could you be? I can- don't have a tenor sax. I expect <laughs> me to play something. But no, no, I'm just asking. If you had one, do you think you would could still you, be able to play could it? You or be Kenny- I, could, I could probably play it. I'd be pretty freaking rusty. It's quite a <laughs> just, <DJ>. just say <laughs> like. <laughs> 
I so, would do that. Bad. So, so we're not expecting we're not expecting Kenny G out of you. Yeah, don't expect any. Don't expect any smooth. I played jazz. oboe. I had two reeds. One day, one day. Oh, I'm going, well, look at Lou, Mister Two Reeds. I can do the Superior I can do the work of any oboe player. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. I, <laughs> I I am the oboe. I am better than the flute look, and the man, clarinet combined. Look, man, oh my I god! We just have more wood to compensate. Sabrina, let's just be over we here. Be, leave the band geeks alone. Yeah, just, I was. Yeah. We're just like slap fighting. Guys. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, there's just the the percussion team is just over there going like fuck all everybody. I don't care. <laughs> they're just they're, they're giving us a backing track. <laughs> yeah, basically. So. Yeah, the few times I went to the the band room, it just seemed like the. The percussion was just doing fuck all whatever they wanted. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little known fact, actually, I did get locked in a tuba case. <laughs> Neat! All right! So... <laughs> <laughs> and in today's episode of Like I Care... You know... <laughs> Aww. That's this whole podcast, Josh. <laughs> And this is when Martin's heart broke into two pieces and was never able. See now, to if you be... were thrown out to a case and then like thrown out to sea, that would be that would be a story. Well, he wouldn't be here anymore. I yeah, re- I probably wouldn't be here anymore. I remember as a little kid, I used to be able to fit inside my mother's guitar case. Oh like boy, you, you could actually like, close the lid. I was able to like fit in there. What is this conversation we're having? Now? <laughs> uh, you know, we, we Sabrina, both... were there any other places, uh, strange tight places, you fit yourself into? Um, the, the the drying machine, which my dad promptly closed the door and turned it on. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Whoa, okay, holy crap! I think that's called murder. But, uh, this podcast escalated very quickly. It was only, <laughs> it was only for a couple seconds. I stuck myself in a locker once, but holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> I oh thought it would be fun to go inside the oh, for, drying machine, and my how, dad taught me a very valuable lesson. Don't ever go into the drying machine. Listen. He did it on purpose. Don't, the lesson is don't listen to your father. He didn't tell me to do it. I just did it. Oh, okay. He just decided to teach me a lesson I, and turned it on. Well, I never case, did it again. I, I once disguised myself as a I, – I was a, I was a fully hollow, like, disguised armoire that I sat on the front porch on Halloween, and I had the bolts and, you know, just take one candy – and so when kids would reach for it into it, like, the drawers were just, like, drawn on with a fake knob. And so I could, like, punch my hand up, like, just take one! Like, this, like, hand comes screaming out at you. And it was pretty good. I scared the shit out of some people. Wow. <laughs> nice. Boy. All right. Um, anything else Much about like her? this movie, it yeah. is quite meandering. <laughs> In this episode. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably going to take care of us for Ernest Rides again. Yep. It, is a de- it is definitely an interesting one in the Ernest lexicon is probably not the worst judging by the fact that there are ones that are lower starred like four points goes to africa yeah i think some of they are middling the highest score was like here's a compilation of earnest stuff i like to get them in small doses i like the scene where he's like pull up alongside like the camper and they're attacking him with a fishing pole (laughs) and it goes like twang and off camera His, like, sc- I like his scream. It's good. He, he is very good. All right. Oh, no, that's right. Uh, my uh, my other favorite scene, I have to add one more, is where he's, st- like, monologuing, and, like, in- stuck inside the cannon barrel. He's like, you gotta get me out of here. There could be bugs in here. Or vampires. Or a dentist. And, like, there's a tarantula at the back yeah, of the yeah, barrel, like, yeah. slowly crawling towards him. And he's just blowing. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. magically it disappears. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. All right. Well, that's going to take care of for Ernest Rides again. It was a it's an Ernest movie. It's 
Yep, that's basically it. Yep. All right. Well, we will. We will. We will return next week. Yes, we will be on the show talking about backer mice from Mars. How hard? Let's ride. No, no, no. No. And ride. There you go. I'm so hard boiled, guys. Get ready for awesomeness of ninety cartoons. The light brown mouse, I think, was some sort of proto Charlie Sheen. The way he talked. I'm so hard boiled. Mm. Uh, yes, but you, if you enjoy this episode, uh, we do have Twitter uh, at Sat Friends Club. You can find us also at uh, at Sat that satfriendsclub.com you can find the website that has links for us and the podcast and patreon and things like that and cool coolness and cool as ice you you'd like us we'd be neat yes you could you could watch the past episodes and watch us go through vanilla ice as cool as ice yep, yep, yep. i mean i'm just gonna say animaniacs is better but you know uh, that's where you're wrong, my friend. No, I mean that's where I'm right. This is where, like, I mean, cool like, as ice, way sexier. Quantify. I don't know how I'm quantifying, like, as a, <laughs> as like an experience or as quality. Like, oh, wait, no. Speaking of experiences, which one, which one made you experience more beige? <laughs> but you've only seen. But yeah, you you've only, you haven't seen cool as ice, so this fuck you. You missed out on our shared experience. I did miss out on your shared experience, Sabrina. How was that shared experience of cool as ice? <laughs> She's gone. All right. So <laughs> she, she just she just looks up and sighs, yeah, and she, that's about it. She's she's down in her cell phone at this moment. Uh, all right. Well, that has been the Sat Friends Club for this she's episode. Giving, she's giving us a Yelp review. <laughs> Worst podcast ever. Food food came late. <laughs> still waiting. Still waiting on my food in my own house. <laughs> all right. We will go ahead and catch you next time. Next time it is Biker Mice from Mars. Yep. And then uh, then we will do after that idiocracy. So get yourself ready. Uh, it's going to be the first because nobody there, nobody on the internet, sadly, has ever said it. It's only the first four episodes of the 1993, not the, not the more recent one, uh, Biker Mice from Mars. <sighs> so we will do that next episode. Oh, stop grumbling. You've already watched it. Please kill me now. <laughs> we will catch you next episode. Sleep well, everyone. Bye-bye. Good night. Goodbye, Spring.